This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. to Friend of Maryland. My name is Kat Pauze, and this is a fat-friendly space. Today on Friend of Maryland, I promote the upcoming Fat Studies Moo on fat activism in Spain. I chat with Darlene Howell, sister of Peggy, who we spoke with last week, about her fat activism and involvement with NAFA. And I spotlight a piece from Claire McGregor about the 10 things she loves about her fat body. I'm very pleased to share that the next Fat Studies Moo taking place for me in New Zealand on the 28th of October at 8 p.m. is featuring scholar Lena Casado Murin who is from Spain, and she has published work about the fat acceptance movement in Spain. And so that's what she's going to talk about um, in the Moo itself. She is at the University uh, Rovira, I believe, in the Medical Anthropology Research Center. Um, and in her work, she's talked about what she's seen as a shift in Spanish health authorities and also the rise of fat activism. Um, so she's going to talk about the fat activism groups and the shifts that she's seen. And I'm so excited to have her doing uh, this moo. Uh, I think this is the 20, the 22nd or 23rd of these fat studies moos that I've hosted. And each single moo is such an incredibly rich educational opportunity for me um, and others, obviously, in the space. I've learned so much from the guest scholars who are willing to give their time and their expertise to us. And it's also really delightful to learn from the other participants of the Moo. There's a, a handful of people that have been to quite a few, if not almost all of them. And so we've got a, a nice little group going. But of course, the Fat Cities Moo is open to anyone uh, that would be keen to participate. You can find out more information um, if you go to tinyurl.com slash FSMOO, that's F-S-M-O-O-O, uh, you can find out information about the the upcoming Moo and figure out what day and time that is for you where you are in the world. And you can also register. Uh, the Moos um, are, uh, they cost $5, uh, five US dollars. Although if you'd like a scholarship, those are um, available to anyone that needs one. And they're um, a really great opportunity to engage in fat study scholarship. There's about a moo a month. Um, so if you're not able to join us in this month to talk about fat activism in Spain, there'll be another one uh, in November and then another in December. And then we'll kick off a whole brand new year of them next year in 2022. So again, come and join us for the Fat Cities Moo and looking forward to seeing you there. Oh, 
Joining me today is Darlene Howell, a fat activist and the current administrative director of NAFA. Darlene has been actively involved in fat liberation work since 2001. Darlene, thank you so much for coming on Friend of Maryland. Thank you. I so appreciate the invitation. Well, I'm I'm having trying not to fangirl about talking to someone um, <laughs> who has been such an important uh, part of the fat liberation movement for so long, who I've long admired. So thank you for coming on my show. Thank you. <laughs> to both you and your sister, because Peggy, yes. uh, Peggy's been on as well. So um, Darlene, talk to me about finding your passion. What does that mean to you and how did it happen? Yeah. Um, well, I think that finding your passion is really an important part of, of your health, overall health both physical and emotional and mental. Um, I was, when I was introduced to fat community, um, back before 2001, actually, when I got actually involved with it, um, I kind of, I just felt like I found my people, you know, I found my peeps, you know, and that it made such a difference in my and how I felt about myself and what I wanted to see happen in my life and in the lives of others. It became, it truly became my passion. I, I just, there was a kinship there that, that I feel grew. Um, it, you know, I feel I, this might sound a little strange. I'm, i I'm a kind of a spiritual person and this might be a little woo woo for people, but I kind of feel like everything that I have done in my past has led me to today and to what I am doing today. And that is, you know, that, and I feel, I, I feel like it's, if you listen to your heart, if you listen to your inner voice, that you're guided into taking your next step. And then it's up to you then to, of course, take that next step. But that leads you to your passion. My passion is to see fat people accepted as they are with no, no qualifiers, you know, to have equal rights with no qualifiers, you know, that and not be dependent on their health or on how government views them or, you know, any of those things that, that withstand it, how society chooses to uh, put you in a box. And I put on today, I put today in, I updated my Facebook um, blurb there that says, that quotes Dr. Seuss, you know, um, why fit in when you were born to stick out, you know? To me, that's part of passion. I was born to stick out <laughs> physically and in other ways. And so part of my growth and finding my passion, um, it, <laughs> it's led in a, in a lot of different ways. You know, like I said, when we, when we found out about fat community and we started exploring it and we, we felt like, oh, these are our peeps here. Where has this been all our lives, you know, type of feeling and that it just kind of grew from there. Um, when we found specifically 
we had found specifically NAFA um, and a NAFA conference or convention back in the uh, late 90s. And that was our kind of first introduction. Actually, it was the, the 25th anniversary of NAFA. And now fifth, NAFA is now 52 years old. And um, so that was my introduction. When we came to this, this convention and it was being held in San Diego, and I walked in and it was like, oh, wow, because there were hundreds of fat people. And it was like, wow, everybody was enjoying themselves, was learning, was sharing, was, it, it was just a whole new world to me that opened up. And then from there, kind of, we went through learning, uh, you know, getting involved with, with um, you know, some of the other events that were going on that weren't so necessarily political, um, but were more social. And for a while that, you know, we got to know a lot of people. I mean, we had, we started a small business, we traveled a lot, we got to know a lot of people. Um, but we kept coming back to NAFA because I have in myself this, I'm a Libra, so I have this justice thing, you know, and when I feel something is out of balance or there's an injustice that I see, I want to fight it. You know, that's just me. I want to stand up and say, this is wrong. So that's why NAFA really appealed to me. And it continues to appeal to me because I feel like we are fighting for justice in what we are doing. Um, so my pat that's where my passion lies. My abilities and my skills were developed through my work ethic and everything. And, and I'm more of a support kind of person. But um, so that kind of led to uh, the type of work I've been doing with NAFA and specifically now as the administrative director. So um, I'm kind of behind, more behind the scenes, although every once in a while my head pops up and, you know, <laughs> people see me. <laughs> but uh, that to me is, you know, if I can support the work, that's, that's important to me. I'm supporting the work. I'm supporting the uh, goals to, to see that fat people have every right that they deserve, that, that everyone else has. That's, that's important for me. And I think that that's what um, we're looking for when, and that's what we're trying to promote is that passion. And that's why I'm thrilled with all of the, you know, young fat activists that I see out there. It's just it, because I never saw that when I was younger. So for me to see it now, it's like, yes. Uh, they get it, or they are getting it, it's like, you know, and trying to share uh, so that other people get it. So that's, that's what I, I, I just, as you can tell, I feel passionate about is that community <laughs> and them just going for it and trying to change the world because that's what it is, is changing the world. Mm. Darlene, in your, um, I mean, we could say many decades, because it is, yeah. in fact, more than a decade, yeah. involvement, um, both with NAFA and with Fat Liberation more generally, have there been shifts? 
Has there been um, changes in the way that the work is done, the way that it's perceived? Um, there has progress. <laughs> like, <laughs> there have been, there have been if a you kind of look back, like what kinds of things strike you? Yeah, there have been a lot of shifts. Um, I think that that uh, the size acceptance movement, um, you know, as, as it started with NAVA, NAFA, they called size acceptance, um, shifted along the way to fat liberation and body liberation. Um, it, so size acceptance, although there were some parts in, especially in the organization, the NAFA organization of, uh, you know, standing up for people's rights and things like that. But there was a huge part of it was social. And um, a lot of that has changed. Uh, Yes, we love the social. Yes, that's really, really important. And that is uh, one of the things that that draw people, I think, are the social aspects, getting to know others. Like I said, when I found NAFA and I walked in the room and I saw all these fat people, it was like, these are my peeps. So it, you know, it has changed because now I think the direction that the organization is going in is more political, is more justice oriented. And you know, those are our goals um, to, because the social has, has become easier with other events that have popped up here and there. And, you know, if you want to do social, you can find it. It's, you know, you get on the internet and there are events or there had been events before the pandemic, of course, and they're starting to come back again. So the social aspects are there for people. What hasn't been there for you know our what's developed over the years what's changed over the years is is some of the more political and activist kind of aspects of that community and darlene alongside those changes and those shifts do you feel like you can note some progress oh yes definitely you know the there's a long way to go no doubt <laughs> no doubt whatsoever, but there has been progress, and uh, I see it every day. Even you know, in IG posts, and you see the visibility. That's major. You see people that are more open, and and discuss the you know the disadvantages of uh, you know of society and it, that we are, that society puts on us by being fat. Um, you know, because there's, they discriminate against fat people uh, overall in education, in workplace, in, you know, clothes, buying clothing, you know, all of those things, those are the discrimination in medical, especially. Uh, But there have been, there have been uh, people that have been bringing this up more often. There are people that are speaking out. There are people that are trying to change laws, to change rules, to work with, uh, you know, people with the medical um, groups to say, you know, this is bias. This is, 
this is stigma. This is, you know, we can't be doing this. Um, that it's wrong and it needs to change. So the more people that speak up and say, this is wrong, this needs to change for, you know, that then change will come. It's obviously slow because I said, NAFA has been around for 52 years. That's a long time for an organization and for a fight, for a cause, for, you know, people to stand up but look too then at other groups, other marginalized groups, you know, of the, the black community at uh, the other people of color that are battling still over all these years, uh, getting to thing, getting things to change. It's a slow progress, but progress is being made, I believe. Darlene, thank you so much for sharing uh, with us oh, a little bit about your welcome. own history um, a little bit about what has driven you in in the work that you've done in the fat liberation space and with NAFA, um, and a bit about yeah the the progress that that you can identify um, that has come out of the work that both you have been doing, uh, but but lots of others as well. It's been yeah it's been a real treat to be able to to hear from you today, and I hope that we're able to get you back on the show at a later date to talk more. Thank you. This flew by. (laughs) (laughs) It always does, Darlene. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kat. I appreciate you. In the spotlight today is a piece from Claire McGregor from September of 2020. It was published on cmoomooses.com, and it's entitled, Fat, 10 Things I Love About My Size. Quote, almost from the moment we're born, we're taught that fat is the absolute worst thing we can be, ever. We must fight against it regardless of the cost. Thinness is the holy grail. All of our achievements are irrelevant if our body is unacceptable. I'm 40 now, and it was only a couple of years ago I realized what utter BS this is. It makes me angry, furiously angry, that I wasted so much of my life on diets, obsessing about food, and in the gym, punishing myself for what I ate. Now, I love my body as it is, bumps and bulges and all that I have fully embraced self-love, and I'm forging a happier life for myself. One of the exercises I did while learning to accept my body was to write a list of the good things about being fat, my contribution to countering diet culture. I decided now I have my own space in the world. I wanted to publish it. It's for all you lovely people struggling to love yourself when surrounded by images of thinness everywhere you go. It's also for me to remind myself of the journey I've taken. So here's my list. Number one, fat is a great insulator. Think whales and seals. I am rarely too cold and only tend to wear a jacket if there's snow on the ground. Number two, I'm pretty solid, so I'm much less likely to be knocked over in a crowd. Number three, I have killer curves. Hourglass, anyone? No corset or padding needed. I look great in dresses with cinch waists. Number four, I am a great, soft, warm mass to cuddle. Very warm. See point one. Number five, I can give huge jiggly belly laughs, and I do, often. Number six, I rock bright colors. More surface to cover, more of me to see. Number seven, 
My husband loves me and finds me beautiful and sexy as I am. The sad thing is for years, I couldn't understand why. I thought he loved me in spite of my body. Now I know I am beautiful because all bodies are beautiful in all their wonderful variety. Number eight, I am better padded in case of falls. I'm less likely to be injured, but I do bruise like a grape. That's not related to weight though. Number nine, I have large fat reserves. I'm built to survive a famine if any of the end of the world as we know it predictions actually come true. And number 10, I can fully enjoy every mouthful of food I eat without worrying about how much it will affect my weight. Not that anyone should ever worry about that. You're entitled to enjoy every damn morsel that passes your lips. So there you go, my list. My challenge to you is to write a list of your own. You don't have to show it to anyone, and if you like, you can destroy it as soon as you finish. Before you do, though, I'd really like you to read it and try to take it into your heart. Believe it. You are fabulous and beautiful and awesome and sexy. You do not need to change a single thing about yourself. If you're feeling brave or maybe a bit further along in your self-journey journal, then I'd love you to share your list in the comments below. It's okay if some of yours match mine, but I'd love if you came with ones that I didn't. That means we can spread the word that fat is fabulous. Until next time, users, stay wonderful. End quote. Thanks for listening to another episode of Friend of Maryland. Friend of Maryland is brought to you by Manawatu People's Radio, triple nine AM. If you'd like to contact the show with questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for topics or guests, you can email us at friendofmaryland at AOL.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Closing the show is the Top Twins with Untouchable Girls.
support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.